eBay Motors es tu socio seguro. Con trabajo, piezas nuevas y mucha pasión, transformaste una carrocería oxidada con 100,000 millas en un vehículo totalmente singular. Juegos de frenos, faros, lo que necesites, eBay Motors lo tiene. Con Guaranteed Fit de eBay, te aseguras que la pieza le quede a tu carro a la primera o se te devuelve tu dinero. Y a estos precios, ¿qué más llantas sino dinero? Mantén vivo ese espíritu de Ride or Die, baby, en eBay Motors. eBayMotors.com Solo para artículos elegibles. Se aplican Tienes mucho en tus manos, pero con solo mover un dedo puedes dar marcha atrás con Pro Trailer Backup Assist disponible. Presentamos la nueva Ford F-150 2024. Ya sea que estés trabajando al máximo o divirtiéndote al máximo, esta camioneta te respalda porque está hecha para ser una parte indispensable de tu equipo. Fuerza así de inteligente solo puede ser F-150. Construida con orgullo Ford. Fuerza Ford. Aloha, mamá. ¿Dónde andas? <ríe> Seguro de compras. Tengo mucho que contarte. Hawái es increíble. He estado de un lado a otro con mi unidad. Todos son súper talentosos. Ya reparamos otro helicóptero Black Hawk y oficialmente formamos nuestro equipo de fútbol. Para la próxima, te cuento cómo voy con el surf y me cuentas qué te pareció el podcast que te compartí. ¿Ok? Te quiero mucho. Be all you can be. Visitando goarmy.com diagonal español. Slayers, and welcome to another episode of How to Slay. And boy, do I have a treat for you today. <laughs> We are going to be talking with Kendra Bracken Ferguson, one of my favorite people because she's so smart, so vivacious, <laughs> so cute, the total package, but cute in a way as a diminutive, but I meant it as a total compliment. <laughs> I take it as a compliment. Thank you. <laughs> She is the Chief Digital Officer of CAA Global Brand Management Group. She's the founder of the Brain Trust, and she co-founded Digital Brand Architects. Now... Please help me welcome Kendra. Welcome <laughs> to the show. Thank you. Thank you. So Thanks wonderful. Oh, it's, it's so wonderful to have you here. Listen, you are on the cutting edge of what's going on and you have such a great perspective because also you were the first social media director for Ralph Lauren. Mm -hmm. Tell us how you got into the digital space and became the head of digital at Ralph Lauren in the first place. Well, it's funny because I was one of those people when I was in sixth grade, I decided I wanted to be a publicist and wow. that's what I went to school for. Um, I have a degree in that. And I said, you know, I wanted to have an internship with one of the largest PR agencies in the world. Yes. And I was fortunate and blessed enough to have an internship with Fleischman Hillard, one of the largest owned by Omnicom. And right after school, they actually offered me a job. And I went in as this junior PR, I'm writing press releases, I'm doing desk size. And Fleischman Hillard is like, you know, legendary. Yes, yeah. legendary. And in 2003, I'll never forget, we were in a conference room with Singular Wireless, now AT&T, mm -hmm. and they were trying to increase their share in the youth market space. And I said, what about MySpace? We should work with MySpace. And everyone's like, what is MySpace? <laughs> and I started explaining it. And the partner at the time said, well, let's, let's go to LA and learn about MySpace. And it was literally like 
five guys from MySpace and us in this little bitty room, and yeah. we came up with this mobile music studio. And it was taking the, the bands who had unsigned music on MySpace, turning mm-hmm. them into ringtones on Singular, and we created this three-way rep share deal. And it was the wow. first time that a social networking site and its community were actually monetizing. How and you innovative. go all the way back, and that changed my career. And wow. so I spent time at Fleischmann really as this social media person. Yes. And I traveled all over Hong Kong and Europe and Canada talking about social, but through the lens of a communications practitioner. So how are you using social to do storytelling? Which just that statement, last statement alone is really cutting edge. Yes. Because now, and we're still on the cutting edge of it. Mm -hmm. um, Now that's exactly what it's all about is how do you use it to tell stories, to communicate, how do you use digital while still using some of the more traditional means. Exactly. And and I think all it is is using the most modern forms of communication because there will always be an evolution of a new platform, of a new service. Right. So it's how are you modernizing that story by using mm-hmm. the channels and by using media to help you reach your audience in yeah. a really compelling way. So what is on the horizon now? What are some of the new ones which we perhaps don't even know about yet as the general public? I mean, I think and what we're excited about is, yes, the new and next in terms of what the platforms are, but really being able to use the platforms as they exist now in a way that's more strategic, that's more thoughtful, that's more innovative. So we've been excited about the convergence of technology, in particular Mm -hmm. AI technology. Yes looking at the data and then strategically saying, now what are we going to do? How does that inform our decisions? Because the platforms are powerful and we can look at correlations between ROI. Um, ROI meaning increased awareness, increased conversion or sales. Um, But it's about getting in there and really being mindful and saying, okay, if this data point is X, what does that really mean for my business? And it's not one size fits all. Yes. So what are some of the main, because now there are really so many social media um, platforms Mm -hmm. out there. And of course, everyone knows sort of the top six. (laughs) But what are the ones that are really the best tools for doing what you do? I mean, I think it depends on where you're coming from. In Mm -hmm. my day to day, I'm really about building brands and creating transformative brands and really using storytelling and narratives to help us guide the brand's path forward. And that can be talent-led brands. Um, That can be just your general CPG brand. So our consumer products. Consumer products. Not not everyone. Okay. All right now. Not everyone is like a business maven. Um, But it is, you know, we have different brands where Facebook might be a platform, where Pinterest might be a platform, where YouTube might be a platform. And we come from a place of, I say to my clients all the time, don't call me and tell me you want to be on Instagram. That's a tactic. That's not a strategy. So we're about building your brand, creating a sustainable brand. We are Mm -hmm. about making sure that your brand is driving revenue so that you can stay in business, that you have the right customers. So we approach the space by let's audit, let's see who you are, what you stand for, and then let's match the platform against our overall strategy. Okay. So I approach 
platforms differently because I'm coming from a place of we're building a brand first. And then how do you leverage the platforms to support your strategy as a tactic and as a means for reaching your customer? That really breaks it down. You've worked with people like Drew Barrymore, Halle Berry, and then you've worked with brands like Sally Beauty, Under Armour. What are some of the differences when you start utilizing, breaking down, utilizing the different social media to help build these brands? Mm -hmm. What are some of the differences when you're dealing with a big corporation versus dealing with a A talent person? (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's it's really interesting. Um, I've been fortunate because I've been working with Hallie for over four years now. I'm her business partner in a, a wellness brand that we're launching. Yes. And Congratulations. Then, thank you. Yeah, when will you launch? This year? Um, this year. Oh, she has uh, John Wick 3 coming out May 17th. So mm-hmm. we'll be rolling out our first products. Was that the name soon. that just rolled off your tongue? What do you say? Re- you have what? Oh, John Wick 3. Oh, it's a movie okay. she's in. The name of our oh, brand okay. is called Respin. Respin. So it's essentially okay. like Respin. You can respin anything you thought you okay. Um, But it, it's quite different. And I think from a social perspective, I look at social media as a way to help talent become more commercially viable in mm-hmm. a space of which they want to play in or that they're passionate about. Yes. So definitely using social, you know, an actress has a film coming out. Mm-hmm. But more importantly, it's what's that passion and that drive that they have that sustains them beyond being an actor or an actress. Right. And so we can essentially use social media as a platform for them to tell their narrative and their story. So okay. like with Hallie, you know, she spent so many years with the media dictating, you know, who she was was and this is how she feels but then with social media she gets to have a voice and she gets to be beyond an actress into someone who loves health and wellness and fitness and beauty so our approach to social for her is very much driven through passion tied to the audience that we want to attract so that when she's coming out with a wellness brand we've made sure to connect the pieces through social okay when we look at a brand like the work that we've done with sally beauty who's been a client for three years we are using social to help tell the sally narrative but to Mm -hmm. also really reach new customers and to bring the brand to life that fits with who they really are but through the lens of the influencers who are telling the story. Yes. So it's it's different. And it's also, you know, having worked for Ralph Lauren and David Lauren and worked for a family, right. you have yeah. people, you have the legacy. And so creating social mm-hmm. around them becomes very personal, even though they're a yes. brand. And with Ralph, having worked, as you said, with Ralph, he is really known as being not only a terrific, um, talented designer, but being a master marketer. And and then you mentioned his son who yes. runs the marketing part of the business. And so that must have been an amazing Oh my gosh. To, I mean yeah. I, and, and honestly, I that. thought I was gonna stay at Ralph Lauren forever. I loved oh. everything about it. And yes. then when I had the opportunity to start my company, it was such an interesting place to be in. Yes. And I'll never forget because I, I we had started a digital brand architects DBA right. first mm-hmm. agency to manage bloggers, talent. Um, And when I was leaving, David said, you know, meet with our chief of staff, just like meet with her. And she said to me, she said, well, your last name isn't Lauren. And I was like, you're right. And she said, you have a plan. If it doesn't work, you can always come back or you can always do something else. Oh, that's so supportive. And it was so supportive because Mm -hmm. I did enjoy it. And, you know, 
to work with someone like Ralph who doesn't necessarily have a computer but is such a visionary mm-hmm. and is writing right. notes and so creative. Yes. And then to work with David who, you know, he came up with Merchantainment. He mm-hmm. came up with the, you know, the first website where you could yeah, have content they were really commerce. early. They were early. Yes, Run, um, runway yes. to, to um, shopping and, yeah, they Everything. were early the, a lot of the things. The 3D shows. Yeah, some of that to your credit now, clearly, yeah. I see. Now, DBA, as you said, you were uh, you were a trailblazer, you and your partner at the time, in that, that agency. Mm-hmm. But let's talk about now. So you're such a great person to speak with <laughs> about influencers. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's amazing <laughs> that these people have so much influence. Mm-hmm. And they are now getting, it's becoming such, they're getting quite a lot of flack, right? Mm-hmm. So they can do so much good and move things and make things mm-hmm. happen. At the same time, suddenly there seems to be this backlash brewing. Um, Unilever, for one, on a broad scale, as you well know, um, decided that they might be, is it might be looking at or they really have rolled back their use of influencers? Well, I think that it's it's rolled back, but I think that it's also realigning and repositioning how they're also measuring it because Mm -hmm. they're doing a lot internally to come up with their own systems of measurement. They're also exploring the difference between like macro, micro, Mm -hmm. now there's nano influencers. Mm -hmm. And I think that that what's happening with companies is, you know, we have a lot of brands that are saying we feel like we're paying so much. We don't want to pay seven figures anymore. And at the same time, I think that we're not getting enough. And part of that is it's on both sides. It's the brands want something. They haven't communicated it well with the influencers or the influencers haven't communicated it well with the brands. And I think that in regards to certain influencers, I very much see them as media channels, as distribution portals. Mm -hmm. And whenever you approach it from that perspective and you're laying it out like you would a media buy or a media plan, um, there's a different level of engagement, of responsibility, of expectations and execution. And I think that what's happening is brands are thinking, we want this, we want this. And there's just a, there's a missing piece of communication or there's a missing expectation of what an influencer can do right. because the strategy isn't there. Influencers um, are not a strategy. Again, they are a tactic. So as a brand, tactic. you need to look at your overall marketing funnel and see how influencers are supporting your paid, your earned, your own, your e-commerce. I mean, the worst mm-hmm. thing we see is a brand will bring in an influencer. They'll right. be promoting a product. Then you go to the website or e-commerce. The product is sold out. The link is is broken. Oh. They can't track the measurement. And that's basically a systematic a systematic yes. problem because yes. whenever you lay out the strategy, you check everything, it's a holistic approach, mm-hmm. then you have a better you right. have a better partnership with the influencer. Yeah. Whenever you lay out metrics before, you know, it's hard still in social to make sure that okay, I posted this can I show a direct correlation that for every post I'm going to have a sell? Right. Not necessarily, but the awareness, the increased market share, market saturation we're right. looking at. And how do you yeah, start to bring in these newer measurements yes. or ones which haven't been used as frequently? You've actually answered one side of a two-sided question <laughs> that I had for you, which is how do the brands, what are some best practices for brands who are using or want to use um, influencers? Yeah. The other side of it, though, so now we can address that, is so uh, was, I'm sure it's sort of like influencers are the new models or and the models were the new rock stars and new rock stars were the new <laughs> Stylist, whatever. Yeah. Everyone wants to be an influencer now. How do you become an influencer? And is it for can anyone be an influencer? So I believe that 
everybody is an influencer in the sense of the definition of an influencer is someone who can basically um, influence someone to take an action, right. to click a button, to buy something, to say something, to feel something, to believe something. So within our own communities of interest or people that follow us, we have influence over our peer group. I mean, it's the same thing as like a lunch table scenario in like a high school. Yes. So in that regard, I think it's interesting that everyone's like nano influencers, nano influencers. What's a nano influencer? And it's like it's, <laughs> it's, it's a, a micro influencer. Right now. It's like I know. Nano. Now the nano is like five friends. It's like <laughs> under a thousand friends and it's just like a re regular people. Okay. And that's why I'm a nano. You're a nano. <laughs> a thousand. Friends. And that's why I'm just like we all have this ability to influence. Now where it gets really interesting is we just launched our influencer data mapping tool yes. and our white paper. And what we are trying to do is say that influencers are important at all areas of the marketing funnel from okay. top to bottom funnel, yes. right? So, but what we have to mm -hmm. do is really discover the right influencers. We have to verify that they're right and we have to validate that they are actually going to be effective in mm -hmm. your overall campaign. Is the biggest thing with that, you know, validating, making sure they're right, mm -hmm. is it the match to what the service or the product is with what the influencer covers or is involved with it is it's it's you know part one is like is this influencer organically connected to the brand and we've started even going back like five years to see was there oh. an organic mention that they made of this brand yes. was there an organic mention oh of, their of the competitor? brand not the category but even the brand, even the brand specifically we're trying to drill down to see you know was there that organic connectivity mm -hmm. prior or were they talking about a competitor or were they in the, in the industry overall, which the industry is much easier to match because especially right. like in beauty, it's so big. Yes. Then the biggest piece that we're also looking at is audience mapping, because what we're finding is that the influencer may like, I love this brand, but their audience mm -hmm. may be so aspirational or may not be right mm, that you don't get the long tail conversion. Yes. So like for Sally Beauty, for example, you know, Sally has the, the biggest number of brands for multicultural and ethnic hair under $10, yes. right? Okay. So what we did was we said, okay, let's look at women and influencers with natural, curly, kinky, coily, wavy hair yes. as our first base. Right. And then from there, we said, okay, let's look at influencers, natural, curly, kinky, coily, wavy hair that shop at Ulta, Sephora, Walgreens, Target. Wow. So and getting as so granular getting as granular. But then that was the second layer. Then we started looking at audience. So the influencer mm -hmm. says, I love Shea Moisture and I shop at Sally. Right. But is their audience saying, I like Shea Moisture, but I'm only going to get it from Target. You have oh. to go a step deeper so that yes. you can match the data to the long tail audience that's going to be your longtime shopper and conversion. Because that's where the right. multiple comes. Okay. That's where influencer relations gets exciting. Okay. And is that where you have seen proof of concept that the influencer is more has more ROI, if you will, and is more impactful. Yes, when if, it comes. That's what we're and we're trying to, you know, it's we're trying to have a lower risk, mm -hmm. higher volume, higher conversion, right. greater path to ROI. So the mm -hmm. more that we can use the data to help us identify and verify that this influencer is actually going to be right for your brand and right. can move the needle. Yes. Then that's where we're seeing greater penetration okay. rates, and that's why with Excellent. our tool. We wanted to make sure that we had that ability. Yeah. 
<laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. This is wonderful. It's just been incredible to speak with you. I hope you will come back. Yes. Because yes. there is so much that we <laughs> can unpack. And congratulations on being just at the front lines of the whole influencer and digital social media economy and movement and you've given us just great information thank you thanks for having me i'd love to come back good you're a, a great slayer <laughs> to see you. so this has been our episode of how to slay with kendra bracken ferguson social media and digital maven and make sure to download or subscribe on apple podcast google podcast or google play because you will want to know how to slay in social media. Boost Mobile tiene una gran oferta para que aproveches tu reembolso de impuestos al máximo y te mantengas conectado. Al cambiarte a Boost, recibe un 50% de descuento en tu primer mes de datos ilimitados. O, con un plan ilimitado de 40 dólares, llévate un Samsung Galaxy A15 5G por $39.99. Obtén los mejores teléfonos en las redes 5G más grandes del país. Con Boost Mobile, cambiarse es fácil. Solo visita BoostMobile.com. Boost Mobile, sin miedo al éxito. Para clientes nuevos y solamente en línea, requiere Arupay. 50% de descuento en el primer mes requiere un plan de $25 dólares al mes. Aplican otras restricciones. Visita Boost Mobile. No hay nada como una bebida bien fría de McDonald's luego de un largo día. Porque después de pasar horas manteniendo todo bajo control, te mereces un premio por tus esfuerzos. Y si ese premio viene helado, es aún mejor. Hay bebidas. Y hay bebidas de McDonald's. Ponle sabor a tu día. Tu Sweet Tea, Sweet Tea Lemonade o Lemonade favorito está a solo 1.49 en cualquier tamaño. Precio y participación pueden variar. No puede ser combinada con ninguna otra oferta. Para, pa, pa, pa. Si tú o alguien que conoces está pasando por una situación difícil o por una crisis de salud mental, la línea 988 de prevención de suicidio y crisis te brinda apoyo especializado 24 horas al día, 7 días a la semana. Solo llama al 988. Cuando llamas al 988, te conectarán con consejeros especializados que escucharán tus inquietudes y te brindarán apoyo en español. Simplemente llama o textea al 988. Hay esperanza. La línea 988 funciona.